Hello, and welcome to another episode of A Progressive and a Libertarian Walk into a Bar. I'm Sean O, and I'm here with the progressive Peruvian himself, Fernie Sanders. How's it going, Fern? It's going all right, man. How are you? Uh, pretty good. We're going we're gonna to do a little week in review show because we took a little hiatus. I don't know what it was, what it was about, but we didn't get to do any podcasts this week, so... Yep. We're going to review the week for everybody. So what do you want to start with today, Fern? Oh, first, you know, I was able, very lucky, uh, to find a beer, um, finally. So a craft beer I'm enjoying, Angry Horse Brewing Beer. It's called a Wit Beer. A Wit Tear. Whittier. It's a, it's a take on Whittier Boulevard. It's a Wit Beer. It's a Wit Tear Boulevard. Um, it's sitting <laughs> at 4.6%. And uh, and just just a quick aside, so sort of like we've talked about like this being almost like a journal or a diary of what life looks like in during the times of COVID nineteen, and when we look back at this like in a few months or a few years, um, so the process now to buy beer, well the process that I use to buy beer, is I was able to order this beer online, I was able to pay for it and set a time for when I was going to go pick it up, I went there to pick it up, I called them, let them know I was outside, they came to my car, opened my trunk and put my beer. In the trunk and I was off. No contact, no words exchanged other than a, than a wave hi and a wave goodbye. And that was it. And yeah, that's cool. That's yeah, and, cool. That, and that's what we're having to do now because we can't we can't go inside. Or we can, it's just uh, the risk is present. So, I didn't. so yeah. this is for Angry yeah. Forest Brewing. All right. Yeah, I'm having a Hello LA from Highland Park Brewing. And it was similar, you know, but I'm blind so I don't drive. So I'm lucky <laughs> that they deliver here. So... We got us a, a, a few of the tall can four packs of Hello LA, and I, I think it's clocking in at about six point one. It's an it's a nice P, uh, IPA, I believe, but it it's a great beer. Highland Park Highland Park Brewery has a lot of great, really great beers. And from what you told me, it was a good deal as well. Yeah, yeah, got uh, four or three four packs for I think fifty bucks. Man, <coughs> man, I, I, and they're I, tall cans. <coughs> yeah, I, I, I enjoy a good craft beer, man. All right, so um, be, yeah, before yeah, we start, yeah. before we start real quick, I'll give our contact information. So, on Twitter, um, on Twitter we are at PNL Podcast, the letter P, letter N, letter L Podcast. On Facebook, we're our page is called a Progressive and Libertarian Walk to a Bar. Our email address is pnlpodcast at gmail.com, letter P, letter N, letter L, podcast at gmail.com. And as always, we're on Spotify, Google, Amazon, Alexa, Echo, Stitcher, Apple, etc., etc. All right. And, um, and just, just also another quick aside, I finally got on Twitter, um, because just because I've, um, oh, I have it and have excellent. free time. And I, uh, I wanted to check out what Donald Trump was up to. And holy shit, that man spends a lot of time on he Twitter. He tweets a lot. Why the yeah, he fuck? does. Why? <laughs> Why, dude? He's on the. He's on Twitter. His thumbs a must lot. be tired. It's ridiculous. Old man's thumbs must be tired. Yeah, but he's 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 on yeah. there a lot. If you haven't had a chance, for those listening, if you haven't had a chance to check out uh, Trump's Twitter, you just just be prepared. It's a lot. It's a lot to go through, and it's a lot. There isn't like a coherent thread other than he likes people that praise him, and he hates people that question or criticize him. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, so I think now, it's important to follow people that you don't like as well, too. You yeah. Because you see what's up. Absolutely. You know, I mean, every once in a while, you might agree with them on something. You never fucking know. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. Okay. So um, to start off the weekend review, uh, we have to have to start with this little gem. Here we go. 
supposing we hit the body with a tremendous, uh, whether it's ultraviolet or just very powerful light, and I think you said that hasn't been checked, but you're going to test it. And then I said, supposing you brought the light inside the body, you can, which you can do either through the skin or uh, in some other way. And I think you said you're going to test that, too. Sounds interesting. We'll the right, folks who could. right. And then I see the disinfectant, where it knocks it out in a minute, one minute. And is there a way we can do something like that uh, by injection inside or, or almost a cleaning? Because you see it gets on the lungs, and it does a tremendous number of lungs. So it'd be interesting to check that. So that you're going to have to use medical doctors with. But it sounds, it sounds interesting to me. So we'll see. But the whole concept of the light, the way it kills it in one minute, that's uh, that's pretty powerful. Uh, Steve, please. All right. So just just real quick, I have to do this. It's for um, this is I have to give credit to C-SPAN. We're able to use this, um, this clip, yeah, this clip nice. specifically uh, with the rules and regulations they have. The only caveat, the only condition is that we have to give them credit. So C-SPAN, thank you. But yeah, so that's the president. Yes, indeed, C-SPAN. So that's the president of the United States talking about injecting disinfectant or a light or a powerful light or UV um, inside the body to cure or treat COVID-19. Um, yeah, I, when I heard it, I, I didn't hear. I, to me, it doesn't sound like he's telling everybody to go shoot up uh, disinfectant. I mean, I'm sure obviously the ignorant people might think that. And that's the problem. And and also, I'll say, I don't think he was being sarcastic. He just probably being ignorant and doesn't know how to explain himself well. Uh, so I don't know, though. You never know what the fuck the guy's thinking. So well, he'd, he'd be better off just to shut the fuck up. Well, the I think if, if anybody has ever done any cleaning inside their house, in the kitchen, the bathroom, or anywhere else in your house, and you've dealt with bleach, you've dealt with disinfectants, one of the things that you have to notice is that the several warnings that there are on these on the labels for these products that talk about not ingesting them, not breathing them, being careful with it being on your skin. And somehow this knucklehead yeah. thought that it would be... <laughs> he, somehow he didn't know that. Somehow he had, he had, no, he had no idea these are not made for human Well, he's never congestion. cleaned anything. Exactly. That, and that's... And that's and that's part of the problem that this president, this man, this person, this buffoon, really, that we have in charge of the most powerful economy in the world, thinks that that may be a good idea. And he was just riffing, like he wasn't, like he hadn't really thought this through. He was just riffing. No, he hadn't. Yeah, he had it's seen. obvious he hadn't thought it through. But it, yeah. it's funny because anyone to say it was sarcastic, and there was no sarcasm in that at all. <laughs> no sarcasm whatsoever. And yeah. uh, yeah. and uh, and as a result. Uh, New York and Maryland and I think Massachusetts had a spike in numbers of people calling their poison control lines. Uh, people questioning, asking if it would be okay to consume these things. Um, again, because uh, the people that heard this thought it would be a good idea. Following, following, Nature's taking this way advice. Of the ignorant. See, the, the problem. The problem is with just like um, um, the protests, like in Michigan, is that the people that think that COVID nineteen is a hoax. Uh, they, when they're putting themselves in danger, like that's that's fine. You put yourself in danger; that's your choice. Uh, but the moment that you do that, you're affecting other people, especially with COVID-19. Because if you spread the disease to people that are, you know, either susceptible to getting sick or susceptible to death, or immunodeficient uh, conditions are present, then that affects a whole bunch of people. Plus, if there's a whole bunch of knuckleheads in the hospital taking up valuable resources, medical resources, then that means that there's fewer resources for those that haven't taken care of themselves or frontline workers that got sick. You know, 
that's unfortunate. Uh-huh. Unfortunate. So that that's one thing that's been happening that we've been um, unfortunately having to think about, like this president having inadvertently uh, promoted the possibility of using disinfectant or light <laughs> as a cure or treatment for COVID-19. Yeah. If it's light, I'm doomed, man. I, I, I'm not a big sun worshiper, so I'm, I'm bad. <laughs> All right. So, so that's Trump. Um, and uh, one of the beautiful things, and I'm being sarcastic, one of the beautiful things that uh, Trump also did <laughs> is that he tweeted out liberate Michigan and liberate uh, a couple of other states where he thought that the, the, the people rising up should go ahead and protest what the governors were doing in those states. Even though they were following, they were following uh, the same guidelines that he had set out in, the, in that week about how to um, take care of each state in a way that it would promote flattening the curve and getting rid of the, the disease as quickly as possible with, in the absence of a cure or a treatment or a vaccine. Um, while, yeah, he's playing um, both sides there. Yeah, while, while trying to preserve the economy. That's all he's doing is playing both sides there. Yeah. Yeah, and um, it got, and so obviously people took that as a call to arms, or you know, uh, metaphorically speaking, and and in some cases literally because there were knuckleheads on was it Friday or Thursday, armed knuckleheads that showed up to Michigan, the Michigan Capitol, um, and went as close to the door of the governor, her office, with guns. And obviously, we should say that it's uh, not a crime to open carry in Michigan, um, but. My my question to to everybody would be like, why did they need to have guns? Like, how is that well, protesting? You know, there's there's one there's one thing for sure that that protest is probably not going to get broke up. So, that is that is uh, probably what they were thinking. So, you know, they're, they're not going to come and break that protest up. So. Oh yeah, and yeah. nobody got shot, so I don't see why that's what you know. Since nobody got shot. It doesn't seem like it's that big of a deal, at least, at least from where I'm standing. It doesn't matter to me that they were holding guns. It didn't, you know, pictures of the Black Panthers carrying guns around and shit like that don't bother me. You know, I I, I, I was proud of them for doing well, that. You know, I love uh, Black Guns Matter and all that stuff. I like I like everybody carrying their guns. Well, I'm I'm happy that, that you are, and and I'm I also promote the, the I would support the rights of any minority being able to carry a weapon legally. Um, now the, the the part that's uh, problematic is that, that just like you brought up the, the the Black Panthers carrying guns, the state had a problem with them carrying guns. Yeah. Now just look at what happened with the Black Panthers carrying their guns in state capital in Sacramento in the '60s, versus these protesters, yeah. these radicals, carrying their guns to the Michigan Capitol. The response was vastly different. Vastly different. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Yeah, very different. I mean, and I think I think it's pretty fair to say that. Uh, and that's 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 again, libertarians and progressives agree on yeah. that that the government should not be fucking different to different races. The 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 government should be blinder than me <laughs> when it comes to anything. Right, you right. know, everybody ought to be treated. So, but, so I think then we can agree that because the responses were in, um, partially mm-hmm. or in a large part affected uh, by race. Um, it just makes a lot of sense. Like, look, if it had been a bunch of, bunch of brown people that were protesting with their guns at the governor's door, 
it would the the uh, the outcome would have been a lot different. And and the way the the media. I, don't know. I mean, I, I hear about Maj Trey doing the, the, it. I mean, Maj Trey gets out oh, and protests, oh, and he has. His you're you're, you're talking about one person. You're talking about like a, a group of let's say hundreds. No, he's got the he's got a huge group. He's got he's got a huge group. Well, I love. I mean, he's, I would, um, he's he's known throughout the country. I, I'd love for him to be able to do that in Michigan or any of these places. I want to get him as a guest on our on our podcast. Well, let, let's get him. I, I'd love to see what. The, the what the city, what the state, what what Trump would say about that group of people of of minorities, of people of color protesting the same way. My 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 guess is that Trump Trump's answer to this oh, would be yeah, vastly be different. Exactly the same thing with Fox News. Yeah. The same thing with the maybe the mainstream media would treat it differently, but especially Fox News would not be very speaking very fairly of a group of brown or black people getting together with their guns protesting the way these knuckleheads did. And the knuckleheads apparently have friends out here in, in California because they were in Huntington Beach and they were in downtown LA as well, protesting without masks. Well, there, there were, uh, I, I know somebody that was uh, doing a, a protest down in uh, uh, LA. You know, the Libertarian Party had a, had a protest down there and there was three separate groups. And it wasn't, you know, the Trump supporters were all up on City Hall steps. Knuckleheads. The libertarians seem to have gathered around trees. I didn't, I didn't see them. Uh, there was a there was a there was a communist group that was blocking traffic, and there was also Democrats and progressives out there uh, protesting. So it was not, you know, whether the, whatever the media show tells you might not be the exact truth because there was other people out. Well, there. I'll say, you know, there's there's people just, there's people of color out well, there. There was just like uh, you know those those people. Just were like out we, there. we talked last time, like if um, I think there is a reasonable stance to take and i think um, like there's a, a great episode on the, on the daily where they talk to uh, a person that was opposed to lockdowns a person that was in favor of opening business up as soon as possible and so going back to what i was saying there is a reasonable stance to take on on the concern fear of government government overreach in this case by the governors i think that's a reasonable take um i think the problem comes in when there's all these other people with bizarre points of view like when somebody says i need a haircut when somebody says all jobs are essential when somebody says liberty over death when somebody says i'm pro i'm pro my body my choice when, when it comes to this when when some, when they're when all of a sudden they, they're not no longer pro-life but they're pro-lysol that to me makes uh it, it just seems the the protest in general again not the individual that may have a reasonable point of view but the fact that they're lumped together well, I mean, they could turn. It makes them look. Crazy. They could turn part of that around on you. you I mean, you're pro-choice, but you don't like, you don't like any, you know, and that, and from their point of view, you're killing some baby, and but you don't, but you want to tell somebody they can't walk around, you know, uh, and have their body. You're, you're, you're absolutely. So, I mean, they would just turn that you're, around. You're, on abso- you. that, that's you're, exactly you're absolutely right. Go. Except that they're taking I mean, look, that. Just for the record, we're both we're both pro we're both pro-choice. Yeah, but so, the the problem with so, somebody let's make that somebody, clear. The the problem with uh, somebody. Uh, claiming my body, my choice, is the the automatic irony that they hadn't thought about that, uh, which is um, that that's exactly what people on the left say when they're talking about abortion, and now they're co-opting it to talk about wanting to work, especially when it has to do with two totally different issues, two totally different points of views. Um, But the wackadoos are having an effect, unfortunately, on on the, the governors that want to open up these uh, their cities and their states for business, even though none of the states, as of last Thursday, have met the president's standard for when they should start opening up, unfortunately. 
is have like two weeks of a downward trend, you know, and they haven't. None of the states have have seen that, and some of these states are already opening up. You know, one of the uh, points that the Libertarian Party was talking about, and Angela McArdle was talking about, was uh, that how it's affecting minorities in particular. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Roy Choi came out. I saw he was complaining about how many a lot of street vendors are being closed down, even though it's not. It's not like people are crowding around them and such. You know, it's it's outdoors. And he said that that's, you know, that's right now, I guess, uh, food carts aren't being fucked with. But, you know, like the people who push like a popsicle Mm -hmm. cart, you know, they're not allowed to do that and things like that. So then she was talking about that and then he was talking about it. So, you know, those are those are, uh, you know, he he, I believe, is a more progressive person. So, I mean, he's he's protesting with the government about it. So everybody. Roy Choi, he's the one that does the Kogi truck, and he has like a, he's a real famous Korean American uh, uh, chef. Mm-hmm. He has a bunch of restaurants around LA, actually around the world, I believe. But you know, the Kogi truck. If you're ever in LA, you should definitely look it up because it's fucking so what, awesome. What, Korean barbecue. So what did he say, and, and how it's hurting minorities? Because the cops are uh, ticketing them, because for uh, being out pushing their like popsicle yeah. car, or making yeah. be out. how you say the the ice things. Yeah, and yeah. that's um, the raspados is what you're talking about, oh, like street vendors, though. Um, yeah, they're yeah, they are they are going to feel the pain, unfortunately. But right now, there is a law, um, an order across the state, and each city has its own, and each in each county has its own rule about the lockdown and what's essential and what's not, and it has to do with public and and public health. So everybody has to abide by it, and everybody is either is gonna feel feel this in a different way. See, that's the, that's where I disagree with you thoroughly because they're not avail they're not eligible for any aid. They're not really participating in anything extremely dangerous. It's not like I said you. Know, it's not like there's hundreds of people flocking around to 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 get a pop. Right. Signal, so you know. So so let's I, let's, I so let's tackle that. that. Um, they're not eligible for any kind of aid, right? Um, and that's uh-huh. that's that's a huge problem. Not not with the vendors, but with the way the the government, the way the federal government has treated these people. I mean, it's just a, an outrage, really. Well, really, it's the best outrage. way for them it would be, but see that's you know that it's funny because that's not what they're asking for. They're not asking for the government to come in and give them money. They're asking for the right to go out and earn a living and do well, what they do. Well, uh, my guess because they're well, not. My, at my risk. guess is. That, um, my guess is that they're not asking for it because they know somebody like Trump's not going to give aid like to anybody that's uh, not here with a citizenship or, or who happens to be brown and not a citizen. Like all, That's not a very well, good argument. I mean, well, that's wow, well, Trump's not going to do well, it. So. What, you know what else? What else? I mean, California is more than willing yeah, to do but it. Trump is not willing to do it. No, no that, that, like I said, you know, they, they should definitely be able to go out and push a cart. I mean, you know, the ice cream man, you know, the ice cream truck comes up and down here. I don't see what the difference between the ice cream truck coming up and down my street is than a guy pushing an ice cream cart up up it's, my street. I don't. Yeah, I, don't I think those. Might, I think both of those might be illegal right now. No, I don't. I mean, the ice cream trucks. Have, I mean, they go by here constantly, and there's a lot. Yeah, of I'm not. Them, so I'm not. I'm not I, sure if that's you know, legal. I have. I have three that go up and down. Yeah, my yeah. Street. I'm not sure that's legal. Well, they, they should be. How else people can get their ice? <laughs> they cream? can go to the store. The the problem like the, the automatically what I can think of like the problem with either ice cream or a street vendor, um, is that they're the ones touching all your food. They're the ones touching all the money. So like what? So if you've had contact with them, 
And I mean, unless they have like gloves for every single interaction, then uh, then you're reducing the amount of danger tremendously. But in, I mean, I just, unless we can flatten this curve to the point where we can feel safe, allowing gradually um, restaurants, food vendors, ice cream cars, food trucks, then yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. But right now, it's, it's, I don't think we're, I think we're seeing the positive effects of the lockdown, but we're not outside of it. We're not done with this. It, it doesn't, make, doesn't make sense to open up, especially when the number of deaths or the number, of the, I mean, we're, plus, we're at 60 plus thousand deaths already. And this is, and this started, this started what? The first case was in January. And a month ago, we had a, like a couple hundred deaths. 30 days ago, we had a couple hundred deaths. Yeah. I mean, this isn't anything where it's just gonna go away or that it's getting or it's slowing down tremendously. There's sixty thousand, sixty plus thousand deaths. I mean, I mean, just just look like a, like L.A. Like, and I, I love being able to look at this. Like in L.A., uh, ten million people, right? So far, as of yesterday, we had eleven 1, hundred deaths. Eleven 1, hundred deaths in L.A. Now, Michigan, the state, the entire state of Michigan, yeah. Michigan has nine point nine million people. Um, again, LA had 1,111 deaths. There were 3,989 deaths in Michigan. More than three times, uh, almost four times as many deaths in Michigan. In Michigan. So, I mean, these these are these actions that the governor is taking, Governor Whitner, Whitmer, and other governors across the United States. Those are by necessity in the absence of a cure, uh, effective treatment. Or a vaccine. It just doesn't make any sense to um, ignore that while we have a pandemic in the middle of a pandemic with a second wave coming. And um, I like to say that uh, the knuckleheads are also present on the beach of California, going out to uh, enjoying a heat wave and heading out to the beach, causing the governor to close the beaches which again we have to do because even though <laughs> even though we have really beautiful beaches and we enjoy we have great weather um it just doesn't make sense to go and hang out with your buddies and your friends at the beach while um this virus is hanging hanging out there were like 40,000 people in the beaches of LA this past weekend doesn't make sense well they crawl crowded on the one beach one or two beaches because those are the only ones open yeah too. so let's close them so I think I think it I think it I think it compounded it that, that they there were so many clothes that everybody went to the same beaches and it ended up with even more people at those beaches. Same thing with a curfew. You know, when they put a curfew on, you can't go on after like some cities have curfews. Mm -hmm. It's not like coronavirus doesn't spread after 10 p.m. You know, so I mean, if if they want to keep the grocery stores open all night so that people can go at night. I think things need to be more open in that sense so that they, you know, so that not everybody's going at the same damn time. Yeah, that's crazy. Everybody's showing up someplace at the same time. Right. I, you know, I wonder why more places aren't doing that. That's a good question. Why are more restaurants? I mean, I, I don't think there's a law against uh, markets being open at three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Huh. They should. Well, I know what the markets are saying because they have, they, they're doing restock. Makes sense. And Costco, they they close an hour early so they can do restock or disinfect, I guess. Well, yeah. There you go. Well, there. So that. Well, that's there you it. go. But, but you know, like some places, like uh, a lot of places, like you know, that has individuals. Like if uh, if it was a restaurant that had spacing and stuff like that, you know, uh, 
<clears throat> they could they could clean up that area and make it ready. I think obviously in the future we're gonna have a whole episode probably about this is like what the future is yeah. gonna be like. And uh, one thing is things are gonna have to be more spacious and more airflow for sure. Yeah. The, so is there anything else you want to say at the or the the Michigan protesters? Uh, oh, I I want to mention Candace Owens. She is an activist, a right wing activist. Uh, who on Twitter called for people to ignore the governor's orders and go to work regardless. And essentially, she was telling people to break the law and disregard it. So she um, was banned or at least locked out of her Twitter account, which is good. Um, but, I mean, she was essentially calling for insurrection, for people to act out in, in mass. That's just ridiculous. It's, it's dumb. It's dumb. I mean, like, just... Well, I think I, I think I, you and I are on different pages yeah. there. I think some things should be able to be open and some people should be able to go to work. And like in Indiana, I think it is like the people don't want to go to work because they work at meatpacking plants and they want to force them. You know, Trump wants to force them to mm-hmm. go to work. You know, even though like I think it was like 149 people that were sick in one plant. So, you know, the people were scared. And they don't want to go to work. You know, so there's the government telling people, well, you, these people have to work. And these people can't work. I say let the people who are willing to work. I mean, there's work. a there's a lot to unpack. And the people who want to shelter in place. There's a lot to unpack to. with with that order, like uh, with Trump, <laughs> with with Trump. Like, remember how he was so hesitant to use? I think it was the DPA, the Defense Protection Act. He was so yeah. hesitant to act uh, to put that yeah. into place with ventilators. He did it only with one company, and now he was like so like, oh, you know what? Steaks, bacon, ham, shit. And, uh, and and add to that the fact that uh, yeah. the majority of the workers at these at these places are brown immigrants women, fuck. So it's uh, like you can tell really easily like uh, Trump's calculation. And, 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 around, and around half of them. No, are they're not. Dude, I, 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 the, it's not. Know, I had to look into it. It's not. It's overwhelmingly minorities. Overwhelmingly. It, dep- it depends on what plants. I mean, I think some plants I, uh, are different and some industries I, I, are different. I, I, took yeah. a, I, t- so, I had to take a look know, at so. this to, uh, so I can speak uh, educatedly. Uh, in 2003, there was a, like, a study that did that. And then in 2015, there was a human rights uh, article that looked into this. Uh, apparently, the Bureau of Labor Statistics, uh, when they look at this, they can't really tell you who is working in these uh, plants, these meatpacking plants. Because, then, unfortunately, the companies will include all the numbers of all the truck drivers, the people that are administrative, the people that are in related or are um, uh, somehow close to the plant, but not, not the actual people that are cutting up the meat in, in the slaughterhouses. Mm-hmm. But they were able to go from different slaughterhouses and be able to talk to them, and overwhelmingly, they were minorities and immigrants. And so Trump's mm-hmm. calculation had to have included... Well, it's brown people. The ones they're the ones that get infected. Fuck it. Tell them. Tell them they gotta go to work. And and if that if if that is so, it's a relatively new thing because I mean when I grew up in Indiana, the population was, you know, almost ninety percent. In two thousand three it was like this, dude. Yeah, so th- that's that's still fairly recent because I mean up till 20, fairly recently, especially in the years ago. industry, it was a lot of Polish people, a lot of Polish people, you know. So there had there has historically been uh, immigrants, and the just the latest wave of immigrants is is brown. Yep. Yep. So, uh, 
So you know, it was it was the it was the Polish immigrants before that. So it was white people and things like. That. There's our twenty eight minute right. mark. Google, uh, letting us know that we're getting a little yeah. chatty here. And um, but yeah, it is interesting, mm-hmm. you know, uh, to 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 see that stuff. And so. yeah, my my um my last point on the whole uh, on the meatpacking in Michigan, my my main concern has been that. Or, like I, I don't know. Like I, I really do fear that the the price or the value of a of a brown or black life. You hear the ice cream. <laughs> but you should ask him what what order is he is he following. But my, my concern is that the value of a of a brown life, or a black life, is nowhere near as high as as that of a white life. Um, so when people are protesting in Michigan, talking about everybody has to go back to work, uh, again my fear. My thought is that because now we know that the number or the proportion of Latinos and African-Americans that are affected or dying because of COVID-19 is higher than other ethnic groups, that the effect of bringing everybody back to work will not be felt uh, or will rather be felt uh, disproportionately by those of us that are brown or people of color. And that's why they're protesting so loudly because it's not going to affect them. And there mm-hmm. it is. Well, they the the you mean about against the law, or against his uh, his whether or not protesting against it or, or what do you? Well, what, what I'm saying is that the people protesting are okay with people going back to work because the ones that are dying are brown. I I, I don't necessarily think that that's why they're protesting because they don't care that it's just brown. It's people a, it's dying. a it's a thought, oh, man. That that's. Yeah, it, it, it's it's a thought, but that doesn't Absolutely. make it true. No, no. I mean, I don't I, think people are going out there saying, I, I, don't, yeah. I don't care Absol- that it's you're, that it's you're right. people. You're right. You're right. It's, it's, it's my opinion. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, that that would be saying that every person, I mean, it generalizes well, too much. There's you know? a, I mean, you're well, there's enough, there's enough Trump supporters. But I mean, yeah, obviously that, I, I imagine that person, I imagine those people, well, like I said, you know, those people that they show on the news, the ones holding the Confederate flag, they probably fit that yep. description. But I would bet you none of the libertarians out there fit that description. I, I, I mean, yeah, I'm not so going to... I would go that yeah, far. Yeah, that, that's why I said it, it, it's my fear and the thought. I, I, I mean, I'm not saying that yeah. uh, overwhelmingly these people think that way. But I've seen one too many Trump supporters with their mega hats and yeah, their yeah. Confederate flags. Yeah, they're, they're, they're out there. Yeah. They're out there, that's for sure. <laughs> Uh, that, All right, then. Well, let's wrap that one up so we can uh, still transfer this podcast. Knuckleheads. All right. And, uh, <laughs> All right. Well, we will see you on the next episode of A Progressive and a Libertarian Walking Toolbox. Thanks for listening. Peace.